Hey, what is up? Welcome to this episode of the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. As always, I'm your host, Brian Lofermento. And if I sound a little more excited than I typically do in these episodes, it's because today's guest honestly is amazing. We just totally geeked out off air about soccer, tennis, Florida, all the things. But Aside from all those passions, today's guest is amazing when it comes to helping people realize their fullest potentials. And I mean that in every sense of the word. It's all about holding those high standards, achieving business excellence, achieving all of your goals, and really bringing out that beast that's inside of you in the best way possible. So let me tell you about today's guest. His name is Rob Stein. As a coach, he works with ambitious men to help them overcome stress and create their dream versions. Rob is determined to redefine masculinity as one that embraces greater vulnerability. Men tend to internalize their challenges and attempt to go at it alone, thinking they know what's best for themselves. Oftentimes, they fail. We all experience that as entrepreneurs. Rob says that he knows all of this from personal experience. He's got an amazing background story of his own from a former luxury travel professional turned life coach. I'm so excited. I'm not going to say anything else. Let's just dive straight into my interview today with Rob Stein. I'm so excited that you're here. Dude, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Brian. Love the intro. Appreciate it. And it's really awesome to be here. I'm truly humbled. Heck yeah. The only unfortunate thing for listeners here today is inevitably we're going to run out of time. You and I are going to pick up this conversation in Miami at some point in the new year. However, fill in those gaps for listeners. Take them beyond the bio. Who the heck is Rob? How did you get into all these amazing things that you get to do today? Yeah, so like everyone, we I, I have a unique journey. Um, so my professional background, I grew up in New York, and I've also lived in LA and other parts of the world temporarily. And my background career-wise was in luxury travel. So as you mentioned briefly in the intro, I sold high-end vacations, personalized bespoke trips to the rich and famous of the world. And with that had a lot of rewarding perks, um, obviously being able to travel well, and especially I would say meeting incredible people around the world, many of whom are still very close friends of mine. So it was a great time, lived and worked very hard, definitely had its rewards, but it also had its drawbacks. And over time, I think that it just kind of burned me out, to be honest. As glamorous as it was at times, it was also a little bit soul crushing. And when I began to realize that I was kind of in it for the wrong reasons and that it was really more of a self-serving opportunity, um, it really made me reconsider what was something more aligned with who I really am as a person and how I can make a greater impact in a more authentic way and hopefully to reach more people in the process. So then I turned into a coach. Uh, Between then, it was a lot of uh, soul searching. COVID definitely helped to uh, provide time to reflect and get deep into, you know, my own spiritual journey of self-care and trying out a lot of different career paths and listened to a podcast one day about coaching and the rest is kind of history. 
Yeah, I love that overview, Rob. Obviously, I've got all the spoiler alerts because I know all about your business having done my research ahead of today's session. But hearing your story, those are the building blocks of what you get to do today with your business, Kayaveda, which I love. The first half of that word is an acronym, come as you are. The second part, Veda, is Sanskrit for wisdom. It's right there on your website. I love hearing those building blocks. It really sounds like, I mean, you use the word self-serving, but so many of our businesses, they serve a previous version of ourselves and hearing those building blocks. What is it about Kayaveda that really made you set out for that? Because I love, I'm also going to read for listeners because they can't see your website, but right on your website, it says feeling constantly stressed, unfulfilled. It's time to overcome. And you talk about maximizing our unique potential. Rob, those are big topics. That's a big lofty ambition to serve with your business. Where do we even start when you sat down and said, this is how I want to help people? How do you articulate that? Because it is so much of this unknown stuff that we can't touch, we can't feel. That's a great question, Brian. And to be honest, it took a lot of time to articulate it. I think the inspiration for my business and for anyone who starts a business is really rooted in their own experience. So just like in travel, I found myself planning fake itineraries for myself, going down to the last detail of where I was going to eat in Paris, for example, or Tokyo. And when I found myself doing it for fun to help time pass, I thought to myself, well, why couldn't I do this for the service of others? And it was honestly the exact same evolution in the case of coaching where I underwent my own journey of self-discovery, doing a lot of listening, learning, reading, meditating, you name it, and came out of it on the other side, overcoming some you know serious challenges. And with the same spirit, if I could help people the same way I've helped myself, then all the better. Yeah, I love that, especially because to me, words have so much meaning and it's so important the words that we choose. And I know how intentional you are with your own messaging in your own business because you've done this work. And I think that that word potential in its very definition, it alludes to something that we haven't seen and that we may not recognize in ourselves. Potential is by definition, something that is unfulfilled. Rob, what is that potential that we as men, we as entrepreneurs, we as human beings, how do we even begin to tap into that potential without first understanding what is that potential? I think, Brian, that so much of the time, given the pace of our lives, that we're so caught up in the day-to-day minutia of whatever we're doing, whether it's related to our work, our families, our personal lives, whatever it might be, that we don't really have that much time or don't allow ourselves the time to properly meditate over what it means to be true to ourselves. We get very carried away by what we think is the ideal version of ourselves based on societal expectations or what people think we should be given you know, our history or our unique set of talents. And we often don't give ourselves the time to think about what truly makes us unique and what makes us light up and doing things for the wrong reasons and also doing so not only for ourselves, but for thinking that it might be 
more approved by others, if that makes sense. Yeah, it absolutely makes sense. I, I think you're preaching to the choir here because I think all of us entrepreneurs, we've all been dissuaded at times about chasing our business dreams. Why? Because we're talking about our livelihood. We're literally talking about jobs. And that's the one area that so much of society feels like it needs to be, quote unquote, stable. I think if there's one thing that we can point to over the past year in particular, heck, probably three years since COVID started is how not stable a traditional job can be. What we think is safe is actually not very safe at all. It gives us the false illusion of safe. So with that in mind, Rob, since all of us have experienced it as entrepreneurs, we know that we have that inner drive, but you're right. We do face that that inner demon saying, hey, follow the rest, listen to the rest. Why is it that we succumb to that? Because I can think of a lot of excuses where it lets us off the hook. We can blame other people for their bad advice, but what is it inside of us that gets us off that path? path of what we truly want to follow. I think the, the root cause of it, if I could distill it down to one thing, is just fear of judgment. I think that we're so easy to offer support to others, but if we were in a role reversal situation, we would be very critical of ourselves. So we, to put it simply, I think we just take ourselves too seriously and are afraid to embrace discomfort. And that takes a lot of time and skill. It really is an art and something that I'm constantly working on. This isn't, this isn't something that you just master. This is a, a lifelong quest in order to try new things, experience new things. And sometimes people get complacent. I would say more than sometimes. I would say most of the time people get complacent. And so they just are risk averse. And with that comes the dissatisfaction of not feeling like they are living up to the version of themselves that they know are possible. Yeah. Shout out to you, Rob. I so respect and admire, and I'm so grateful that you called out that you are working on these things. I am working on these things. It is, you use the word, it is our life's quest. It's never going to end. And a lot of listeners, shout out to all of you listeners. The fact that you tune into these types of podcasts because you want to invest in your own personal growth, that is part of the process. So shout out to all of you who put that time and intention in. But Rob, when you talk about working on these things, entrepreneurs, Entrepreneurs love working if you just tell us what to work on. How do we go about working on these things? It all starts with intention and recognition. So first things first, you have to take really bite-sized pieces. That's something that I always preach to myself and to my clients that you can't have your hand in too many pots, whether even as an entrepreneur, you have to be, as you know, Brian, you have to be obsessed with what you're doing. And even if you have a lot of hobbies, like the ones that we discussed prior to our, our recording, you know, it's easy to get distracted. And so we really need to be intentional about what's important to us and then create the actionable steps to accomplish that. And that's where a coach can come in. That's where other resources such as this podcast can come in. So it's about getting really specific about the areas in which you want to improve and determining what works for you as the actionable steps to achieve those signs of progress that don't necessarily take overnight, but are ultimately extremely satisfying once you begin seeing even the thinnest green shoots of your efforts.
Yeah, I like the way that you articulate that because it's actually something that I always argue on a business level and on a fitness level is that the number one reason why people quit is because they don't see results quick enough. If every single time we stepped foot in the gym and we did a 30 minute exercise, we were ripped and we lost weight and we felt better, we'd go every single day. But just like fitness and business, the hardest part is that you do the work and you don't see the results right away. It's it's that delayed progress that we all see. Rob, what are some of those early signs? So you talk about that intentionality of choosing what it is that we want to improve upon. What are those steps to keep us going through those difficult periods where we don't see those results? Well, you mentioned one of the most important words in self-development and entrepreneurship, and that's patience. I think that most businesses go out because... People just simply don't have the patience to persist. And that's probably the most important thing is to be patient, but also to be observant that any win, become obsessed with your wins. And with winning, that's completely up to you to decide what is a win. It could be something as small as looking in the mirror and seeing you know a little bit more tone or seeing some money come through or even just waking up and feeling a little bit more energy or a greater sense of gratitude. I always encourage my clients and I practice this myself to stack up the wins every day and you call the shots as to what is a win. And it could be something tangible like finishing a crossword puzzle or, or enrolling a new client, but it could also be just waking up and feeling the sunshine on your face and appreciating the beautiful view that you might have at your window or the sounds of birds chirping, you know, whatever it is that feels like a win to you and something that you can acknowledge as a step in the right direction, as that compounds, you'll see more and more of it in the physical realm. Yeah. For sure. Really well said. I remember all the way back, gosh, probably in the first 10 episodes of this show's history, we had one of my friends, Greg Faxon on, and he talked about if you want to become a marathon runner, you don't just wake up and become one. You have to first start acting like one. Put your running shoes on. Whether you go for a run or not, you talked about, Rob, the example that you gave that's going to stick with me is creating those travel itineraries, allowing yourself that space to dream. I love that. And when we talk about so much of business, when we talk about you and I obviously are, are two dudes sitting here talking on a, a podcast episode about kind of these soft topics. I think it's fascinating that at the root of your business is talking about those seemingly, but not have to be, opposing forces of masculinity and vulnerability. Talk to us about why those two are seen sometimes as those opposing forces and how you think it's important for all of us, societally, business-wise, I'm thinking personal brand-wise, all of these things, it's important to merge the two. Talk to us about that. Absolutely. Um, I think just based on the way that gender roles have been traditionally formulated and perceived, vulnerability and masculinity are often, like you said, on separate sides of the coin. But in reality, they're very much aligned, I think. And to be able to open up and really challenge where you're at is something that I think is, you know, the embodiment of masculinity is to not be satisfied, not accept the status quo. And 
sometimes that requires a lot of breaking down in order to build back up, including beliefs you've held for a long time about whatever that might be, about what your calling is or what your purpose is or how you feel about certain beliefs. And only once you begin to become more vulnerable are you allowing the process of metamorphosis internally to take place. So we have to really be mindful, I think, about allowing ourselves the permission to challenge where we're at, because if we don't, it's only going to create pent up frustration the longer we stay a version of ourselves that we know isn't true to who we really are. Yeah, Rob, you just went somewhere. I knew you would go there today, but I was wondering when we'd get there. And that is your feelings about the status quo. I was once told by a very wise business mind that the mark of every great brand, the mark of every great company that aims to be of service is to have a common enemy. And it seems to me like your common enemy for your business, your brand, all of your clients is that status quo. There's so many ways that the status quo shows up. And it seems to me, I don't know you just yet, but it seems to me that part Part of your psyche and what makes you great at what you do personally, but also as a coach is that curiosity. You question things. You don't just accept so-called common knowledge. You're willing to question those things. Talk to us about your views of the status quo, those things that we just have a tendency of accepting. And what specifically are those status quo elements that you want all of us to blast through? I would say the first thing to blast through when you think about your status quo is your own belief of how much you can succeed and achieve. So most of us have really lofty goals and that's great. And I always challenge people, why not take that three steps further, five steps further? Um, The status quo just sucks, to be honest. And it's very dangerous because it's easy to get comfortable in the status quo. That goes back to what I was mentioning previously about complacency. So the status quo is basically a resting place where your ideas lay dormant. You're not challenging yourself. Um, One of the best ways that I like to challenge myself is by listening to podcasts like yours, reading and trying to find ideas and concepts that are contrarian to my own previously held beliefs. I don't want to only absorb information that fits the narrative that I already possess. I want to find ways of altering my thinking and ways that I can appreciate different perspectives. And once you're open to doing that, that's going to allow you and pave the way to break through that status quo. So it's easier said than done to just say, yeah, I'm gonna shatter this glass ceiling of my status quo, but finding specific examples and techniques of doing so is something that can really provide the roadmap for making it happen. Yeah, really important takeaways for all of us here today. It's so important to think about these things. What Rob is saying, these are things that you, find this resilience. You find this persistence when these are top of mind. So whether, as Rob said, it's listening to podcasts or challenging yourself by listening to opposing views. Gosh, would we all benefit from that and society as a whole would. I love that insight, Rob. It's things that we have to consistently commit to. This work doesn't happen by itself. And on that note, Rob, I think a core part of my mission here on the show in 2024 and beyond is to really 
acknowledge and talk about those low points because here it is it's fun for you and I to talk about you know all these great things when we're in great moods here recording together but inevitably we all have those down moments we all have those days where we wake up and we're just like gosh I'm all over the place I feel like I've lost vision of where I'm going what are some of those mechanisms that you have whether internally or external exercises that we can do to get back on track when all this stuff inevitably happens which it does everybody (laughs) Yeah, it's a, it's a big question. It's one of the biggest that I think you can tackle internally and something that I tackle as a coach and, and for my own personal growth. And I would say that the biggest thing is just staying rooted in the present and understanding that everything, both good and bad, is temporary. And once you can be able to approach life and each moment in life with greater forgiveness of the moment, then it allows the negatives to pass more freely and more smoothly and therefore don't cause as much internal strife. You know, so so frequently we get caught up on things that are beyond our control and I still experience that all the time, but I've also developed a greater awareness and this is something that I always try to instill in my clients that we can only control what we can control. and we only have a finite amount of energy. So to divert and pay, dedicate our attention to things that aren't in our control is really just a poor waste of our most important resources and that's time and energy. So it's once again, easier said than done, but I think that that's one of the biggest things. Yeah, I love that you dropped that knowledge on us. One thing that you and I have in common is we both lived in Los Angeles. I'll never forget, there was this wall mural in Culver City. Every day I would drive past it or bike past it. And it was a Maya Angelou quote where she said, if you don't like something, change it. If you can't change it, change your attitude. And it always sticks with me. And Rob, this is such a, a clear reminder from you about this message that's so important for us in business and in life because the two are totally intertwined. And along those lines, I think it's important to talk about something that is so unique in your approach to coaching and your approach to this type of work is the strong emphasis that we're not in it alone. Rob, a lot of people, us men for sure, is that, heck, we don't even like asking someone in a store where we can find something we're looking for. We take on a lot of things alone. Entrepreneurs, we all have a tendency of doing that. Talk to us about what that coaching relationship looks like. A lot of people have heard about coaching, but maybe they've never engaged with a coach. How do we even begin that process? How's someone like Rob Stein sitting in Miami going to relate to an entrepreneur and who knows where about growing about finding their potential so i think it's very easy to have this preconceived notion about coaching that if you're interested in hiring a coach that that coach is going to be further along in life than you are however they define that criteria and the one thing that i always preach is that in my coaching it is a level playing field where If that means that I have to share some vulnerabilities about myself to help you feel more comfortable about opening up and achieving those breakthroughs, then so be it. There is no, there's no pyramid in, in my coaching model, at least. And I don't think that there ever should be, um, where at the end of the day, there's yes, I'm the coach and you're the client, but equally we are very much learning from each other and 
every time I'm coaching a client, I'm hopefully inspiring them. And it's without a doubt, and it's one of the most rewarding parts that they also inspire me, that that my inspiration and so much of what I do in becoming a better coach and being able to service more people more effectively is by learning through my clients. So level playing field, I think, and removing that intimidation factor of somewhere, someone being you know, somewhere above where you're at or where you want to be and making them feel comfortable where they're at currently is an essential component to creating a greater understanding and receptivity to professional coaching and guidance. Yeah, level playing field. I think that's such a unique approach, Rob, and it's one why I love the way that you've built your business, the way that you impact and serve other people. Rob, I didn't cue you up about, well, any of these questions, really. Listeners know that, but this next one is one that I'm going to put you on the spot for because I know that you're going to be willing to go there with me in front of thousands of listeners in over 150 countries. Let's just go there in real time. And that question is, so much of your messaging is super powerful. It inspires me, I'll be honest. As someone who is a linguistic, I love words. I believe in the power of words. When I go on your website, I see things like come as you are, you call the shots, activate your power. All of those things inspire me to step into a higher version of me. What's your motto? What are some of, whether it's like one thing that you can point to that you say, yes, this drives me in the good moments, in the bad moments, if it's a quote, if it's a series of things that you remind yourself of, heck, or if it changes over time, I'd love some insights into the way that Rob's mind work, knowing that you've done so much work to get to this point in your life. So I'll actually share with you a recent breakthrough or or development that I had. So I, I'm a journaler. I, discuss my gratitude in my journal for whatever transpired that day or in the bigger picture of personal growth, of the growth of my business. And I created these criteria that I do every day and turn them into a little mnemonic device that I use as a guideline and would encourage other people to consider as well. And it's 10 parts. Um, which might sound a little bit daunting, but some of them have plenty of overlap with one another and others can take a few seconds. So if you don't mind the, the acronym or the mnemonic device that I just randomly created the other night is called scale it now. So it's five parts, S C A L E I T N O W S stands for serve C stands for create a for affirm. L for learn, E for exercise, I interact, T test, so like challenging yourself, N nourish, and that can be physically through good food or through your soul, O observe, and W win. And I know we briefly touched upon wins, but scale it now is something that I recently created as a guideline for myself and something that I'm thrilled to have the opportunity to share with others. Yeah, I love that, especially because Rob, full transparency, part of my weekly process is Sundays are just for me. You know how people always say like Saturdays are for the boys. Sundays are for me where I just go to a coffee shop and I have a series of questions that I ask myself, depending on what season of life or season of business that I'm in. And to hear you so transparently share that with listeners here today, listeners, I also want to give you some insight that success leaves clues. We know that to be true. If Rob is forcing himself to introspect and and reflect on these things every single day, 
imagine the advantage that he comes to when it comes or that he has when it comes to living intentionally, moving in the direction of his dream. So Rob, I love that that's something that you sit down with and you actually take that time, that level of intentionality with. Is there something more you want to share on that? I was just going to say that it's something that just kind of came naturally. And that's the type of, you know, progress you see is that when you begin thinking with greater intention and you're able to get your thoughts out, I, I am a strong believer in the power of journaling. I'm a strong believer in the power of meditation, but to touch upon something that you just mentioned, Brian, that I think is really important. And I would share this with everyone listening is that selfishness is very underrated. Um, we think of selfishness as something that's inherently negative, but when we take time to ourselves and do so in a constructive manner, it really allows us to show up better for the people that count on us, whether that's in a professional setting, personal setting, and the vibrational energy that we project as a result of that allows us to make our small mark on something much greater than ourselves. Yes, gosh, I'm so glad that you added that. That is very profound knowledge for all of us. Robbie, there's only one thing I'm going to push back on. One thing that I strongly disagree with what you said, which is that this came naturally for you. One thing that I push back on a lot is that word naturally, because I would argue it's come through reps. It's come from you being very intentional about creating that space for it to feel natural because you've done so much of that work. So I absolutely love your insights there. I want to open the floor because I love your brand. I love, obviously, I love your messaging. Talk to us about Kaya Veda, how you came about that name, because obviously those components of obviously come as you are and then Veda meaning wisdom. Obviously, those are super important and impactful for you. Share some insights there. Yeah. So with a new business, I think we also, we often get carried away with, you know, before coming up with the business model itself to come up with a creative name. And, you know, even still, I sometimes have doubts that it was worthwhile to come up with a name like Kaya Veda when I could have easily done something just like Rob Stein life coaching. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. If anything, it might even be more to the point and less abstract and confusing. But I've always been inspired by ancient teachings, specifically Ayurveda, which is the um, ancient Indian form of holistic well-being. And in addition, I'm also very interested in contemporary culture. And of course, Nirvana had a big influence on me growing up, not just the band, but also the whole Buddhist concept of it. And it just kind of came together that I wanted to pay homage to Ayurveda, but I also wanted to create something that also was a reflection of that juxtaposition of something more contemporary, but with that traditional heritage of, of wisdom. So that was the origin of Kaya Veda, of combining old and new and just a little way of telling a little bit about myself and what I'm trying to do with my business. 
Yeah, I love that. And you're right. I'm the same way. I never know how to name things. Luckily, we've got ChatGPT these days where I can share with it what I'm thinking and I'm like, come up with something clever. And it at least guides me in that direction. But I would imagine that it's such a key talking point. I would imagine you hear from people all the time, oh, tell me about that name. Like, what is that? And I love that it has that background story that not only means something to your clientele, but most importantly, means something to you. So I love those insights. Rob, with all of that said, I knew that time would be would go by very quickly here today, but I always love giving my guests the hard part of the episode, which is coming up with one sort of insight or lesson or takeaway or action that you'd like every listener to do from here. Because we talked about so many deeply meaningful and impactful topics here today. What's that one thing that you hope every listener walks away from this episode with? So I'll finish off with a quote from the fabulous Lisa Nichols, who said that conviction ain't convenient. And this always stood out with me. This is a quote that I heard on one of her podcasts um, kind of early on in my own personal journey. And I love it because it enforces the fact that you have to really step out of what you perceive as something comfortable to do something that you really believe in. So for all of you listening, aspiring entrepreneurs, existing entrepreneurs who are looking to innovate and grow their business. If you feel strongly about something, you're going to feel that resistance. It's not convenient to think outside the box, to push the envelope. And whether once again, you're an aspiring entrepreneur trying to find something for yourself and doing something more aligned with your unique purpose, embrace the inconvenience of it because you'll find yourself as you pursue it more becoming less and less resistant to that direction. Boom. That is a phenomenal quote by the great Lisa Nichols. Lisa is so good at articulating that type of stuff. Obviously, she was involved in The Secret, which is something that has been deeply impactful in my own personal development journey, not just my entrepreneurial journey. So I love that you dropped that on us. Rob, I know that listeners are going to be just like me. They're going to be super keen on checking out more of your work, maybe signing up for a session with you to really get inside that mind of yours when it comes to deeply and impactfully serving the people that you do. I want to throw it out there that we talked about masculinity here today. For example, listeners, Rob doesn't only work with men. Rob works with understanding how all of these energies together play into realizing your maximum potential. So with all of that said, Rob, drop those links on us for listeners who want to go deeper into your work. Where can they follow you, Kayaveda? Drop them all on us. Well, first of all, Brian, thanks for pointing out that I don't only work with men. Ladies, if you're listening, I'm happy to serve anybody who feels they can seek value from what I might be able to offer. The best ways to contact me or find me, I'm on LinkedIn, Kayaveda, C-A-Y-A-V-E-D-A, my name as well. Um, And my website is www.kayaveda.com, C-A-Y-A-V-E-D-A. And you can also find me on Instagram. My handle is uberrabi, so U-B-E-R, and then another R-O-B-B-I-E. 
I love it. Rob, that's got to be like somewhat English-inspired. Robbie, I love it. Giggsy, Skullsy, throwing on all the E's yeah. at the end of everyone's great news. Some it's of the fine references, but it's all right. <laughs> Except we had to. At some point in this episode, I knew I had to drop some United references. <laughs> Listeners, you all know the drill. We're making it as easy as possible for you to find Rob as well as his company, Kayaveda, wherever it is that you're tuning into today's episode. Scroll right on down. You're going to find a link to Kayaveda.com as well as a link to Rob's personal LinkedIn and his Instagram that he dropped on us. You hear it here. He's so generous. He's so open because that's the courage that it takes to be vulnerable, to really help people. So reach out to him. Whether you're someone who it feels more personable to do it on Instagram or LinkedIn, do that. You'll also find his business website below. So don't be shy. Otherwise, on behalf of myself and all the listeners around the world, Rob, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Thanks so much for having me, Brian. It's a lot of fun and uh, looking forward to future conversations. Hey, it's Brian here. And thanks for tuning in to yet another episode of the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. If you haven't checked us out online, there's so much good stuff there. Check out the show's website and all the show notes that we talked about in today's episode at thewantrepreneurshow.com. And I just want to give a shout out to our amazing guests. There's a reason why we are ad-free and have produced so many incredible episodes five days a week for you. And it's because our guests step up to the plate. These are not sponsored episodes. These are not infomercials. Our guests help us cover the costs of our productions. They so deeply believe in the power of getting their message out in front of you, awesome entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs that they contribute to help us make these productions possible. So thank you to not only today's guests, but all of our guests in general. And I just want to invite you check out our website because you can send us a voicemail there. We also have live chat. If you want to interact directly with me, go to theentrepreneurshow.com, initiate a live chat. It's for real me. And I'm excited because I'll see you as always every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday here on the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast.